Quantum Kickflip is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Previously on Quantum Kickflip. Two agents of the organization known as Rescue slip through a dimensional rift and are suddenly there in front of you. You've already engaged the nth gear and away you go, but Chester and Angus aren't so lucky. You are picked up by Rescue. Tell me, son, do you, do you know the restrictions they have in place for interdimensional law and how that relates to, say, uh, a Canadian work visa? You know that I have no idea what you're saying. You know that I don't either. Damn it, Chester, this is the final warning. The board that they took away is not yours, but is your work hoverboard. This is going to make recovering it an even higher priority than it already was. The most foolish delinquent that I know wouldn't run into hover cops and lose his shoes, Angus. <laughs> I'm getting those shoes back. I'm not letting those shoes go. Screw that. The rescue agents finish loading the two pods near the door, trapping within them two ray guns, two hoverboards, a set of powered armor, and a pair of sneakers with a screwdriver sticking out of the side. Everybody and welcome back to Quantum Kickflip, a Slug Blaster actual play podcast. Uh, my name is Robin. I'm your Slug Master Pod Blaster, and with me are five of my best and funniest friends, uh, who are going to introduce themselves now uh, in the order of who is uh, geographically closest to the North Pole. Go. <laughs> uh, I, that might be me. Hi, yeah. I'm Dave. I am playing Chester Capone, who is uh, the Grit Playbook, and of course he's uh, a tough old boy who, with a heart of gold. Hello, my name's Liam. I am playing uh, Lake Marsden. She is the Heart Playbook. Uh, she's a teenage girl with a glitched out right half two-faced style because her signature device, the reality cannon, exploded. Uh, and it's just kind of made her cool and interesting and got her all sorts of attention she's never had before. Uh, hey, my name is Glenna Showalter. I'm playing Elliot Buchanan. She is the chill playbook. She is a uh, r- rock and roller comptroller. Nope, she's not. Uh, she <laughs> <laughs> she oh has a God. guitar and she likes to write music and sing. Hello, I'm Lena Anderson and I am playing Angus Franklin. Uh, he is the guts playbook and he has the signature device formerly known as the skip mode runners. Because he doesn't have them right now. My name is Michael Vetch. I'm down <laughs> south here, out on a beautiful veranda overlooking the Caribbean Sea, where I live <laughs> at the equator. And I'll be here phoning in via satellite internet to play Nick Lowe, the smarts playbook. He's a clever lad, wields a sword. He still has his cool cool sneakers that do ninja, ninja shit. And that's where I'm at. Cheers to that, buddy. Cheers for oh that. I choked on my drink. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then there's me. As I said, I'm Robin. I'm your host, and I exist outside of space and time. Let's get into it, gang. Uh, we left the last run with some pretty pretty high stakes. Uh, a couple of you rolled a disaster roll, which uh, triggered uh, you getting picked up by Rescue, the sort of enforcement arm of Drow. Drow is uh, discovering and researching other worlds. They're like a scientific organization, kind of like the NASA of other dimensions. Uh, but Rescue is the rent-a-cops who go and tell teens to get out of that dimension. 
A couple of you got reamed up by your parents, but even more, even worse, you lost your signature devices. Uh, uh, Chester and Angus both lost their signatures, the, the powered armor and the uh, skip mode runners, as well as like just your hoverboards and your ray guns and stuff. Um, I'm going to say that if you want to have procured another hoverboard and or ray gun, that is like a reasonable thing that given some time you could do. Uh, I would just want a justification for like where you got it from. Uh, but your signature is irreplaceable. Your signature is your is your main thing. So like, I don't want to completely uh, start you off at a disadvantage if you have stuff you want to bring. Well, well, there will be time for that. But uh, I also think it'd be kind of fun to, it's like that Zelda level where they take all your stuff away and you got to fight moblins with a stick. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing here today. Today is also exciting because we just got a brand new playtest kit from Mikey Ham, the creator of Slug Blaster. Uh, we have been sort of beta testing this game uh, over the course of this podcast and trying out a, a playtest kit uh, with sort of uh, rules that are, are in flux as we go. He's redeveloping and tweaking the game. Uh, and today we got a brand new kit that makes some substantial modifications to the rules. Uh, I don't want to go through all of them right off the top of the episode. We'll kind of introduce stuff as it comes up. Uh, but the big ones to keep in mind are that disaster rules work a little differently. I think it's designed to make them happen slightly less often because uh, <laughs> they've been happening to certain people <laughs> a lot. Why would we want that? <laughs> but also, but uh, by that same token, they can be a little more deadly when they do happen because, you know, they're not happening every run so they can really pack a wallop. And the other one is slams. Slams are a new mechanic that is basically like uh, similar to hit points. You've got a couple of slam boxes, and if you fill them all up, you might trigger a disaster roll. They're something that were in a previous incarnation of the game, uh, and they're back. Uh, and new I'm so happy mechanic. to have them because I, I love uh, hurting you all. <laughs> and this allows <laughs> me to do that. Uh, this is not my DM style at all. I've never been the like, I'm going to break you down, DM. I'm never like Yeah, the... who do you think you are, Dave? <laughs> yeah, it's me. That's, that's, that's very my, much Dave. That's my shtick. Shtick. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, hop off of your stees here. Is that, is that anything? Hop off your stees. <laughs> hop yeah. off your stees? Is that a phrase? climb down from this grand stees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I believe uh, we've done all of the necessary preamble, so let's get into it. I want to start off today uh, with a brief scene with uh, with Chester and Angus. This is like the day after uh, you guys went out and did your, your tennis spar run on a Saturday. Uh, so it's still the weekend. It's like a Sunday midday. Um, what do we think Chester is up to right now? You say that this is the afternoon? Yeah, like a Sunday afternoon. Uh, he he's recently picked up uh, some used hockey gear because mm-hmm. he wants to join the hockey team, right? Like he wants to follow in the footsteps of his favorite uh, Philadelphia Flyer, Dave Brown. And he he's gotten this old equipment and he's just coming back from picking that up uh, at the local, you know, uh, sport sports shop mm-hmm. yeah like you used sporting good place yeah sporting good place that's the word which is also the uh local hardware store uh yeah, yeah. gotta yeah, be a combination the... store for sure yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah and in the back they have like one little counter where they sell just like guitar strings uh and it's the closest thing hillview has to a music store and you and you can also rent like nintendo 64 games for some reason i don't yes. know why yeah, yes. Nintendo 64 is squarely in the video hut line of business. I, I'm putting my foot down there. 
No, they only have two games, and yeah. it's like uh, uh, Blast one for hockey Zone. and one for hardware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bomberman '64 is essentially a hardware game. Which, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Beautiful. I think as you're arriving at your house, you're sort of like you have this armload of all of this hockey gear, and you realize as you walk up to the door that you don't have a plan for like how to get the door like you have to get your keys out of your pocket and into the door and open the door but you're carrying all this stuff and you don't really want to set it all down you don't have a free hand to do this with and you're sort of trying to balance it all and kind of you get it all on the one knee and reach into your pocket but then your phone buzzes and and that throws you off and you try and reach for the other pocket and it all goes everywhere it scatters all over the ground and uh all over your front porch nothing's damaged mm. it's all in fine it's all used gear anyway and it's meant to take hits but it's just it's a big mess Oh, it, like like maybe like you know when you come up to the porch, it's like got the uh, two posts off to the side, and like, I'm getting my ho- hockey bag caught mm-hmm. in between the two posts, and like, <laughs> I'm tumbling down, and like the whole thing, my my phone drops, but it's an Nokia, so it just like balances uh, five times, all directly on its screen, yeah. but it's fine because it's uh, <laughs> somehow it's much better. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it like knocked the battery back into place a lot better, and uh, so the, and I'm just like. Come on, and and then, and as this load armload of stuff tumbles everywhere, uh, you see that Angus is standing on your porch waiting for you, uh, just watching amusedly as this happens. Oh, hey Angus! On the screen of your phone, there is a text message from Angus that says, "I'm at your house." <laughs> yeah, I've texted everyone else saying meet at the bleachers two o'clock. Um, also, you're you're gonna have everyone meet at the uh, at the field outside the rec center if that's cool. Yes. Ah, uh, because yes. you have you have someone you want to introduce them to. Oh, Angus, wait a second! I just gotta respond to this text, <laughs> and I type back, but it's like one of those T nine, so you have to like punch every like. <laughs> Hi, hang on a second. There's somebody at my house right now, <laughs> and then I because I. Cause I I don't have call display. Like, I don't have text message. I didn't, like, enter the name in. I just uh. have the number. So I have no idea. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, and I look up. Anyway, good. Okay, Angus, what's going on? Uh, Angus has been staring very frustrated while you've been typing in your phone. Uh, he's got a nearly empty can of panic in his left hand. And between his fingers of the same hand is an unlit cigarette. And he looks at all of the hockey gear and shakes his head. (sighs) Buddy, no, you can't possibly. What? I I, I wanted to, I'm going to start playing hockey. No, no, you can't, like, you think this is going to replace the armor? I don't think so. I've got a much better idea. Well, I, I mean, this armor is what they allow on the ice, though. They they don't allow the other any other kind of armor. You need to just have regular hockey armor. Well, okay, that's all well and good if we head to whatever ice dimension. I'll ask Nick about that, I guess. But not going to help you in Calorium. Not going to help you in the Waking Pits, which I've heard some baller stuff from Elliot about. But also, I'm getting really sick about talking about all of this stuff, and I'd rather that you just... Put that shit in the garbage because you're not going to need it, and I want you to come with me. Wait, you want me to come to with you to Europe? You Calorium and the waking pits? Like, I don't. I, I don't have a passport. I don't think that would allow me to go all the way to Europe. I don't know. Chester, normally, I can. No, no, it's it's 
charming that you have no idea any of this slug blaster stuff. Yeah, it's uh-huh. charming. Let's can we walk? Can we just walk while we do this? And and you notice that Oops. Angus's hand is like kind of shaking a little bit and he seems extra irritated. Oh, okay. Um sure. Uh, I'll just th- throw this inside and I I like open up the garage door, uh, like the side door there and throw it inside and um yeah. and I ca- uh, walk with you. It's going to be all right, buddy. We're going to fix this. It's going to be fine again. And this will just be one long weekend that we can all forget about. What do you mean fix? What is there to fix? I mean, I mean I'm kind of out for for slug blasting. They took all my my stuff, right? So I can't I can't go keep doing this. <laughs> sure. As long as you don't have your stuff, you can't slug blast, right? Yeah, well, and I mean, I, I can't get in any more trouble anyways. I mean, you know, I'd rather just get... I'd rather just go play hockey, you know? Because if you get in trouble, they just put you in a box for a couple of minutes, you know? <laughs> okay, but you've got a crew now. You're not going to leave us behind, are you? Really, what is getting in trouble, like, you know... What, you're going to get grounded? Oh, you're in an extra big box. Well, no, it might be more than that. I mean, i got to be on good behavior. They might send me back to the States. They're not going to send you back to the States. I don't know. Uh, you, you probably know a lot more about international law than I do, so. Yeah, I don't think Angus would have responded to that. I think he just keeps walking towards the rec center. shines warmly down on the field outside the Hillview Rec Center, where roughly a dozen small children in shin guards and stained, torn-up pennies run clumsily from one end of the field to the other, chasing after a sun-faded soccer ball that has almost come completely unstitched in two places. From the sidelines, a teenager with a buzz cut and a denim jacket with plaid sleeves calls after the children encouragingly. Our heroes approach nearby. Hey, all right, uh, yeah, no, the other, it's the other way. You got to go to the other end. uh, We've talked about this. You go that way, they go this end. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry. Uh, Oh, hey, Angus, how's how's it going? Good to see you again, Dexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you brought brought some friends along with you, did you? This is my new crew. Oh, no, no, you you still doing that, uh, that slug, slug bumping, slug popping, uh, what, what, what do they call it again? (laughs) Slug blasting. You know, it's all I've ever been good at. Yeah, I seem to remember you were pretty good defense back in the day. Made a pretty good, uh, pretty good right forward too. Is that a soccer position? I know soccer positions. Yeah, <laughs> you know them. I leave the expertise to you, buddy. This is Nick, Elliot, Lake, and the other person we'll be helping out here, Chester. Hello. What? Hi. What's up? Uh, yeah, nice to meet y'all. I, uh, Angus and I go way back. We knew each other back uh, when we were in uh, the junior league soccer. Uh, uh, his mom signed him up for all those extracurriculars and he didn't really stick with it for very long, but they got me for life. You know, I'm, I'm big on the, uh, on the, on the soccer game. I, I went through the whole league and, uh, once I was too old for it, I came back to coach. Hey, hey, you gotta run to the other end. No, you're in the red there in the blue run towards the blue goal. Ah, sorry about that. Sorry. 
ah, these kids, they try really hard. They got a lot of heart. They got a lot of heart in them, but not a lot of uh, knowledge or skill of any kind. But uh, we're working on it. I get it. I'm part of the junior lifeguard program. I, 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 I followed a very similar uh, career path. Ah, the the JLG respect that that rules. Anyway, Angus says you uh, y'all y'all had a little run in with uh, with rescue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they they caught Angus and I, and they they took our stuff. But hey, I don't know why I'm really here. I I I'm I'm just uh, I don't want to help out. I I, I want to tap out of all this slug blasting anyway. Yeah, Angus, why did you invite us here? Yeah, I mean to be honest, I don't know why I'm here. I, I've I've had my fair share of run-ins with rescue. I've been in that uh, at their holding cell of theirs more times than I can count. Cause uh, yeah, I like to I like parties and going to don't going to cool parties in other dimensions and stuff. But uh, that's you know I, I I've been in and out of that place a bunch. But I don't I don't really understand what that this has to do with me. Uh, maybe you can do, fill us in here, Angus. Do all of you are all of you really having this much trouble keeping up? And Angus is massaging his temples as he's talking. <laughs> So you want us I... to pissed into rescue and get your stuff back, right? Thank you, Elliot. Thank you. Oh. Sorry, I. Oh. Is there a vending machine? Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's just it's uh, uh juice boxes. <gasps> try, try to keep it healthy for the kids. I uh, I keep telling them we gotta get like a like an orange slice machine, but they say that that's not a thing that they make. <laughs> <laughs> Nick takes out a notepad and sketches down some some ideas. So you're looking to get into the rescue facility. Well, that's just great. I, I can help you out there. I know all about it. Like I say, I've been in and out of that holding cell oh, one too many times, and uh, I you know not keen on uh, on getting on their radar again. But y'all want some intel? I got the intel. That's for that's for dang sure. Yeah, here the, the, the way I see it, y'all got got three methods of approach. You can. You can go in the front door. Now that's that's the most obvious one. They gotta you just walk right up the steps and in through the front door, and there you go. You're in rescue. Downside. That's where you know the the there's a guard and a, and security people and there's locked doors and, and they're gonna ask you why you're there and you'll have to tell them something and and it can't just be because I'm here to steal my stuff back. So that that route might require some. Uh, I don't want to get in any kind of trouble for being a, an accomplice to anything, but might require some. Some deception, some distraction might involve telling a few fibs or making a ruckus. Uh, I, I leave that up to you. I don't want no part of it. Um, then you got your loading dock. That's in the back way. Loading dock is where they, they load in supplies and, and ship out the troops and whatnot. And seems to me that there's a, there's scheduled uh, uh, shuttles and trains that go in there all the time. You could hop aboard one of those and, uh, and roll right into the loading dock. Now... On that end, there are also going to be personnel around watching things. And, and that, that way, place, you don't even have the benefit of making up a story of why you're supposed to be there. You are not supposed to be there. So that one's going to involve what I would call some some sneaking, some some snooping, some stealthing. Uh, you're going to have to be be sneaky if you want to get in that way. But, uh, but you could roll right in on the train and that'd be no problem. Uh, just once you get in there, what are you going to do? And finally, I mean, it ain't pretty, but it's, it's uh, the way I... Busted my way out of there on more than one occasion is uh, you go go in through the sewer, go in from right underneath. You can access it through the manhole up the up the way in the industrial park. They uh, they that thing's not locked off. You just pry that right up with a crowbar, and uh, and you go in through the sewer system. It take you right on up underneath, and you can climb up into the basement and uh, uh, be be down in the in the basement, kind of in by in by the furnace. There um, should should be easy access. Uh, but again, you're going in through a sewer, and that's. Not the most pleasant experience, and it is a sewer system underneath a 
experimental research facility where they study creatures from other worlds. So you, you kind of never know what's getting flushed down there and uh, might be and might be some hazards. Uh, might, might, might get a little bit sticky if you were to go in that way. But those, that to me, I, I'm just I'm just one man doing my job, doing my best to coach these dang kids. Hey, it's the other end. You turn 180 degrees. That was 360. You got to do half of that. Or one and a half of that. Just the other way. Uh, run towards the enemy. There you go. That's yeah, what, what he said. Anyway, I'm just one man coaching a soccer team. Speaking of the enemy, did you say that you don't want to go, Chester? Well, no. I, I mean, I can't get in trouble anymore, you know? My my dad really read me out. And, you know, it might, it might be real bad trouble. And, you know, like, Grand Capone always likes to say... Sometimes the rats get to the cheese first, and they like to lick it. You probably don't want that cheese. Damn, so, that is some knowledge. That is some knowledge. I respect this man. I'm trying to stay on the straight and narrow. But this is the exact cheese that you should be going after, Chester. Yeah, it's your we, cheese. We've been slighted. We've been wronged. You, you, you and Angus have lost your stuff. This is where we have to fight back. We have to rise up. It, it's a, a big heroic turn. Angus is nodding frantically. Also, um, isn't it your work hoverboard? Uh, oh yeah. Ah, uh, dang, you, you lost work equipment? You got it confiscated by rescue? Oh, you don't want to, you get written up for that. One time I took one of the soccer balls home to sort of kick it around with some of my friends and, and we lost it in the woods and they, they docked my pay. I don't get paid for this, but they, they gave me a stern, stern talking to. I don't even want to think about what would happen if I lost a whole hoverboard. Okay, um, yeah, you're right. Okay, well, fine, I'll... I'll come along and I'll get my hoverboard back, but after that, I I gotta be out, you guys. What? What do you mean, out? I gotta be out. I can't get in any more trouble. And I mean, this is gonna be bad enough going in there. L- look, and Lake, Lake's gonna take a step forward. It's like, look, I get the trouble thing, too. I mean... My 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 mom's is all over me to to make sure I don't I don't do any more plane trap interplanar dimension hopping aspects of slug blasting. But this we're we're really popping off, Chester. Like we're 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 weird gravity. We're 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 getting follows and 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 people are starting to take notice. We're we're on track to become you know like newcomers on the slug blasting scene. Don't don't quit now. Oh dang! You guys are weird gravity. I heard about you. You guys are on all the trending topics on uh, on the my page. I I didn't even know what it. I thought it was some sort of gravitational gravitomical event, but but now you guys are the what everyone's talking about. On the you guys are famous. Yeah, see, I, they, I'm gonna they, get a picture. With, I'm gonna pull out my phone. You guys just keep talking. I'm gonna pull out my phone and get a picture with y'all. See, we're building something here. We're we're, we're building a crew. Hashtag selfie. Well, we can talk about this more later, Chester. Weird. You just have to get your not, hoverboard not back. Not wired weird. What's your boss going to say? Well. Gravity. Yeah, you're right. I have to get it back. Hashtag. And, and, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't have to. Spotting. Maybe I don't have to give it up yet. But, you know, you don't want to push the boulder too early. Otherwise, you might come up and come back and crush you later. That's another Graham Capone. So I, I don't want to rush the decision. All right, well, Hashtag you just, one you just love. go on this super cool heist that we're about to do, and you think about how much fun you're going to have, okay? I guess. Well, I got to get ready. Uh, hold on, I'll, I'll be back. Where, where are we meeting? And when are we doing it? And which of the three options are we taking? Draw facility tonight, 8 o'clock sewers. 
Oh. <laughs> she should. Okay. And post it. Ah, that's going to get me so many likes. All right. Hey, good hustle, kids. Good hustle. It doesn't matter. Come on. We're going to go to Dairy Queen. Great. Angus walks away. Oh, right. see, see, see you all in the in the sewers then, I guess. I'm going to get some, some boots or something. All right, uh, that's that's where we leave Dexter and the and the sweet little kids on the soccer team. Their uh, their team is called the Tigers. They're all of the teams are they're all the it's the Tigers and the Sharks, uh, and that's the only names that any team has uh, in junior <laughs> soccer. Um, does anyone have anything they want to prepare or bring along, or just like state that they they have have prepped or brought with them? Uh, yeah, before we before we jump in, just so that it is established beforehand. Chester is going home, and he's actually going to wear his hockey equipment. He's going to have his uh, hockey stick with him. He's going to wear uh, the pads, <laughs> the hockey pads, and he's going to wear his uh, rollerblades. Uh, <laughs> that's, and that's his alternative. Uh, he's not great at rollerblading. Uh, it's kind of like that scenario of like he, he can get going really fast, and he can hit hard. He's not great at stopping or turning that, that well. Ah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, and does anyone else have anything they want to prep or bring along? I'm curious what kind of shoes Angus is wearing in, in the interim here. Yeah, what kicks you rocking there, Angus? Angus is rocking what a Garrett buy. <laughs> some uh, Walmart Nokis uh, that look probably pretty similar to the skip modes that he had. Obviously, much cheaper not techie at all. Um, but uh, I imagine when he and Garrett went to Walmart, uh, they basically went with, this is close enough. It's your size. They look similar. These are your shoes now. Nokis are our are, are previously established Canon off-brand Nike option, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Are, are they like the uh, uh, like Velcro ones? Uh, you know, you can get for like eight oh, bucks. Oh yeah. Oh, and Angus hates that. I like the idea that Garrett would have offered to buy you like better shoes, and Angus in the moment was like, "I'm not going to be wearing these for long. I, I'm not, you know, cheapest ones yeah. we got because I'm I'm getting my shoes back." Uh, and now has to deal with just wearing garbage, terrible shoes. And like, you only have yourself to blame. Garrett would have bought you nice shoes, but you're like, on principle, I'm not, not getting attached to these. I'm wearing these shoes with cardboard soles. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, uh, uh, Angus will be bringing, uh, slightly more, uh, junky kind of things. Like for the record, he doesn't have his ray gun. He doesn't have his skip modes. He doesn't have his hoverboard or his grappling hook. All he has is a lighter at this point. He will also be bringing things like a screwdriver, a bit of wire, things sort of along those lines in like a little pouch. Absolutely. That makes total sense. Uh, Well, then with that, we skip ahead to that evening at eight o'clock, I believe was said, uh, in the industrial park. The Drow Research Facility is located in the Industrial Park, surrounded by rail lines, silos, and Quonset huts. The building that houses it is stark and plain-looking, but massive. Its brutalist architecture spans several blocks, and it is surrounded by an even larger courtyard and an imposing security fence. However, 
The easternmost wing of the facility extends beyond the fence, with a set of concrete steps leading up to a large glass revolving door. The sign above the door says, Reconnaissance and Emergency Services Conducted Universally and Extra-Dimensionally. Rescue. <laughs> they are the division of Drow, tasked with rounding up trespassers, confiscating contraband, and generally enforcing a zero-tolerance policy with regards to interdimensional hijinks. While not an official branch of law enforcement, they're generally well-respected by the community and given a modicum of authority to carry out their business. Uh, our... our psychic mental camera pans downwards past the building through the asphalt of the of the street outside and into a uh, a large culvert uh, of the sewer system uh there is uh, uh just dark uh gross looking water that you don't want to think about what's in there uh that's about ankle deep uh there are various like uh, lines in, in shielded casings running along the ceiling, and occasional branches off to either side, and like vents that lead to different areas. And yeah, we find uh, I assume all five of our heroes, but let me know if anyone's anyone's bailing on the mish. Uh, yeah, Lake is there, and she's uh, she's dressed for the occasion. She's got herself some uh, rubber boots, uh, and she already wears um, overalls, well-established, uh, you know, overalls with a t-shirt. Uh, but I think in this case, I I think actually you know what it's not even rubber boots. I think she has her dad's uh fly fishing gear waders. on. Oh, like waders, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, but the kind that go like up to your chest, yeah. like yeah. Uh, so she's she's wearing like Cabela's fly fishing gear that looks wild with the glitch, like the whole right side of it. Uh, like the you know left side's green and then the right side is like that weird kind of like pixelated camo. Oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, what's everyone else sporting as they as they roll up to this? Uh, I think I'm wearing like a black uh, hoodie. I still have my bandana on. It's nice to you know not get sweat into your eyes. So I still have my classic bandana. Uh, you know, uh, black sweats. Uh, I got my uh, uh, classic eight dollar uh, uh, Velcro shoes on. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> that. Uh, as- established canon they let water into them oh absolutely they they absolutely do have you duct taped them freshly for this mission or i think initially that's what's uh the thing is and i have like a little backpack that has my extra gear which includes you know uh some basic tools because i don't have my like arc welder or anything like that so uh or my danger arc i should say because that was that was taken gotcha okay and are you wearing all the hockey gear as well Yes, uh, the hockey gear I guess is kind of like underneath this hoodie. It's gonna be like a like so. I'm just like built up. I look bigger than I really am. Um, Going but full that's... Casey Jones in this sewer tunnel now. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, like. Uh, I have like the hockey helmet, you know. Uh, the the uh, but uh, not the the mask. I don't have the hockey mask. I'm not a goalie, mm-hmm. but uh, I do have the hockey helmet. I have the the pads. And then my rollerblades are in my backpack, ready to go when I can use them. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what's what's Elliot sporting for this? Uh, I think she's got a rain jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and just like Very good. her regular uh, jeans and uh, shoes, because she has that teenage belief that your jeans and shoes can be worn through any condition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And uh, Nick? I think Nick has taken a, a similar approach for trying to be a little stealthier. So he swapped out his red shorts for black ones. Uh, and then his normal long sleeve white undershirt is a black one. So it's his normal outfit, but in pure black. <laughs> mm. 
and then he is also uh, with his Rift Ninja sneakers standing on the wall of any sewer tunnels. Yeah. Like, yeah. Parallel of to course, the ground, refusing course. to touch any water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, what's what's Angus looking like? I think Angus has also adopted uh, an all-black ensemble. Probably like a long-sleeved black sweatshirt, black jeans, black toque, uh, of which his hair is sort of poking out on one side. He is absolutely wearing his Walmart shoes and getting them trashed in this water. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) I think as I look at this sewer and how smelly it is, and I'm just like, I don't want to get into any trouble at all with my dad, and I don't want to have to explain anything. And I know if I'm going to go through this stinky sewer, I'm going to have to explain something. You know what I mean? And I don't want to explain a thing. Ah, so I'm picturing, like, four of you are standing in the sewer or on the wall adjacent to the sewer. Uh, and Chester, you're sort of still up at the top of this manhole that uh, that Dexter told you about that, that you have uh, pried open, uh, as Dexter suggested, with a crowbar. Uh, and you're kind of looking down on your friends and having that moment of hesitation of, like, do I really need to go down into this? Like, I- I'm going to have some explaining to do if I, if I get all sewery. Yeah. So, like, I'm getting, like... I'm uncomfortable looking at this and I'm like looking around like is there a different Can, would I be able to see like the path in and I see like trucks driving in in the distance kind of a thing? Yeah, I would I would say that you can see trucks approaching maybe that that like uh you hear off in the distance that train that Dexter was talking about that there's like a train or a shuttle that uh rolls in at scheduled intervals. Guys, I'm going to see you inside. I pay attention to your phones and then like uh, I Chester, I Chester, what are you doing? I'm not going down there. I, 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 I'm I going to take the train in. No, we talked about this. This was the safest way. It's safe for you. It's not safe for me. You can't go in alone without your device. Your hockey armor is useless. All right. Chester has made the decision to uh, to take an alternative approach. Are you guys sticking with the plan or does anyone go after him? We can't just leave him, can we? Yeah, I was brewing up a whole, you know, f- fake school report through the front door scheme, but I'm already dressed like an idiot, so I'm going in the sewer. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not going with him. I don't have anything either. I'm already in this water. I would like to have been in this water for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can I, I can keep an eye on him and, and make, make sure he doesn't get seen i guess uh, and with that i think uh, nick is going to astral phase and become slightly not here he kind of fades away into the darkness but you can hear his footsteps run up the wall back up to the manhole great we're more likely to succeed if we're split up anyway and angus presses on all right well we'll uh we'll check in with chester and nick shortly but we're gonna stick with our our friends in the sewer uh for the time being y'all uh move ahead and it's it's not far between where you entered the sewer and the uh the facility and and dexter kind of gave you the lowdown uh on sort of what to look out for and and which uh rungs of of ladder up the side you're gonna crawl up to that are gonna take you to where you want to be as you're moving through the sewer tunnel something glows beneath the surface of the water a dull sickly green it moves quickly vanishing almost instantly upon being spotted then it reappears a little further away. It seems to be everywhere and nowhere all at once. Suddenly, something breaches the surface, a wide, flat face with dull red eyes and no mouth, extending into a long, serpentine neck. A glow emanates from deep within its semi-translucent skin. 
the psionic eel lets out a silent scream, but inside your minds, it is deafening. Like I say, you heard that train sort of rumbling off in the distance and, and made your way over to the tracks. Maybe you popped your rollerblades on so that you could, like, cover more ground quicker. Mm. And so you, uh, yeah, you find yourself crouched alongside the train tracks. There's some, like, some some bushes that you can kind of get a little bit of cover as this, uh, this train approaches bound for the research facility. Nick, are you making your presence known to Chester or are you sneaking up and, and keeping a silent eye on him. I guess he didn't have that much of a head start on me, so I, I probably, like, sneak up and it's just like, Chester! Chester, wait! Huh? What? Hey, Nick, you came. Yeah, I, I couldn't let you go in there on your own. Well, uh, that, uh, that that's fair. I, I, I'm not really a sneaking type anyways. Uh, but I, I figure I'm going to try to, like, uh, Try grab onto one of these trains and get in. Okay. Would you well, be able can, to keep I up? Can, yeah, should be. Uh, I can. I'm. I'm pretty sneaky, I think. <laughs> but together, I. I think we can get on in there, and and I want to make sure that you're in there, okay, and we can get all your stuff back. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh. All right. Just well, like I... how you helped me on the first day of school, I want to do the same thing for you. Oh, thank. Thanks, Nick. Uh, I, I'm just hoping. Uh, get my board back that's that's what i'm focused on what do we what do folks want to do yeah i think maybe because like a lake lake is sort of in, in taken to sort of like when you play in a puddle like oh i'm in these dumb way i'm i'm covered up to my my nipples here i can walk wherever i want uh and so i think she maybe sees it first she she maybe thought it was how her foot looked underneath the water mm-hmm. like her glitched outside was like oh that's kind of a weird the way the light reflects refracts my glit oh wait that's not me uh gang we got we got trouble uh i guess we start blasting <laughs> and pulls out her reality cannon and starts winding it up. Yeah, to, to start blasting. Beautiful. Uh, anyone else want to want to take an action before we we get a roll for that? Uh, well, yeah, I'll have my ray gun as well. So, uh, yeah, both blasting and Angus, the one without the weapons. What's your play here? Uh, my first impulse was to hiss at it like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eels and cats, natural enemies. But I think Angus might actually, like, make himself look really big and, like, slap at the water and splash it towards the eel, just trying to do a loud, startling, get-away-from-me motion. Beautiful. Uh, if, if everyone looks on the character sheets, you have a, uh, a progress track of eel. And, yeah, <laughs> let's get some rolls for these, uh, for these uh, actions. If there is any question about who goes first, it's you. That is a Guts Playbook ability. Mm-hmm. So I think I will invoke that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will add a kick to my d6. <laughs> and I rolled a two. Oh, man. Just a complete failure, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Angus, you you slap at the water and make a big splash uh, and, and sort of try and uh, scare this thing off. 
And not only does it not intimidate this thing, it is clearly not not impressed by your splashing. Uh, but as your hand sort of hits the surface uh, and goes underneath, uh, something wraps around it and sort of grabs on uh, and begins to pull you underneath the water. And you have been restrained by this eel, which I believe is the perfect time to put in some of our cool new slam mechanics. Your first slam that you're taking in this game will be entangled by an eel. <laughs> So, so could you give a quick rundown of what a slam is? Absolutely. Uh, this is a new thing in our new playtest. Slams are lingering problems that affect your body, mind, spirit, gear, etc. If you take a slam, you write it into one of your slam boxes. Slams can either be short-term ending after a scene or long-term uh, ending after the run. If you take a slam uh, and you don't have room for it, you must instead roll for disaster. So you don't want to let these things stack up too many times, don't want to get too many slams, or you're going to be forced to do that disaster roll early. Uh, so Angus, you are currently entangled. That seems like a pretty short-term slam to me. It will probably get resolved uh, when you unentangle yourself, but for now, that's where we're at. Uh, also, uh, it'd be good to note that uh, most characters have two slams. So Yes, yeah, for the listeners at home, most people have two slam boxes, unless you have an ability that gives you extras, uh, so that's kind of where you, you don't want to take more than two hits, or you're maybe down for the count. Uh, Angus, you also have the option, I should check, do you want to nope this? Uh... Nope to nope. I will be entangled by a Neil. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, then uh, Lake and Elliot, let's get those rolls. Sure. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna use my reality prism uh, to blast things with a reality scrambling bean, either destructive and permanent or unpleasant and temporary. We're in this thing's house. I want it to be unpleasant and temporary. Specifically, what I'm gonna try to do, since it's like attacking us psychically, uh, I kind of want to like. The, the reality I want to scramble is I kind of want to, like, try to put this thing into airplane mode. I want to see if I can, like, make it less psychic screamy. I want to I wanna turn off the Wi-Fi signal. Okay, so you want to, uh, you're, you're changing it from a psionic eel to a non-psionic eel. Yeah. Okay, um, I like it's that. It's still a blast. It's still, like, sort of my offensive attack, but yeah. uh, unpleasant and temporary is it's sort of, like, sci- like. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. And I'm gonna add a I'm gonna add a uh, turbo to that. Um, I'm gonna give him use use an extra die, make sure it works. Beautiful. And you know what? We're 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 down here. She's splashing around in the pool. Can I use a hype die as well from our pool of hype die? Yeah, that is a new mechanic as well. The the crew gets a few uh, a pool of dice that they can use at any time. Uh, you guys, I believe, currently have three that are are dice for anyone to employ. Uh, what say you, weird gravity? Can Lake employ a hype die? Sure. I. All right. Nice. Sweet. Like I believe you also have a playbook ability where you can uh, you can bring back hype dice. So that's why I'm so I want to start start using them up now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but go. I think she is hype on it. She's like, yeah, we got we got we got weird snake things in the sewer. I'm not gonna get in trouble with my mom because it's the one thing she said she wouldn't do, which is leave this dimension. So <laughs> uh, three dice for uh, the reality prism. Uh, four was the highest. Beautiful. That is a mixed success. So what I'm gonna say is, you you do what you set out to do. Describe to me the uh, the what this looks like as you as you blast this thing. Uh, I, I think it doesn't look like anything because it's sort of like she's trying to match the like psionic frequency this thing was on. I guess if it was like a comic book, you would see the like silent ripples kind of going through the air as she uh, shoots her like her lob shot that she's known to shoot. Uh, but it, it, it nothing is visual uh, except like the light kind of flicks green. Like you said, it was glowing green, right? Yeah. 
it like flicks green three times. Oh yeah, I like that. Uh, like you've restarted a router. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think you you do the damage you were t- setting out to do. That's that's one uh, box checked on your eel progress track, and you have successfully sort of negated this thing's uh, or or dampened this thing's psionic attacks. I think what I'm gonna say for your problem because it is a mixed success is as it's hit by this, it sort of lets out one last blast of uh, psionic energy. And this is just because it had a cool attack that I had planned for that I didn't get to use, and now you're now you're taking that <laughs> card off the table. So before we strike it, it gets one hit in there uh, yeah. and, and sort of blasts you with a wave of psychic force. Um, you don't take a slam, but your, your condition here is it, it sort of... Uh, gives you a, uh, it messes with your brain, uh, gives, sort of psychically attacks you and makes you see uh, like where where you can kind of get a track on the, the eel and where it, you know, comes out of the water and loops back into the water and whatnot. It just starts to sort of coil up out of the water and there's more and more of it and it's everywhere and you kind of can't see what is and isn't eel. Uh, and your, your friends were standing there, but they're sort of lost within the coils and it just, everything looks like eel to you now. Uh, and you're gonna have a hard time focusing in that next shot, and maybe, maybe uh, in risk of attacking your friends uh, due to this this psychic uh, attack that it has committed. But maybe, maybe that will resolve quickly. Uh, or I guess I should give you the option. Do you want to nope that? Uh, no, I'll uh, I'll take it. All right. Yeah, she'll she'll she's no stranger to weird glitched out delusions. trains like just kind of like go through like they don't stop at all they just kind of like barrel through into into the facility kind of thing very good question so the what i'm picturing here as it gets closer uh you can see even though you like could hear it coming uh the sort of rumble of it uh you realize that it's it's not actually like on a traditional like it's it's not wheels on a track it is is sort of a hover train so picture like a, a monorail type setup where it is sort of uh magnetically uh suspended above so it is still on a track but it's sort of uh gliding along hover styles and i believe because it is bound for the research center and is getting close it's actually like you can maybe that's the sound that you heard earlier was not you know, the rumble of the wheels on the tracks, but was the sound of the braking procedures. It's slowing down as it approaches so that it doesn't barrel directly into the facility, like you said. So it is moving relatively slow. You feel like you you could confidently hop on and you can see sort of at the end of each car, uh, there's sort of a spot where you could get a foothold and, and climb up. Yeah, how does how does Chester approach this? Like, obviously I can't match speed per se, but I want to be able to like kind of s- skate up and like, I'm looking to maybe hook my hockey stick in around something to help, you know, get myself in there. And it'll give me that, like, a little bit of uh, freedom to, uh, instead of just grabbing it directly, a hockey stick might give me a little bit more give. Yeah. And, and then use that to help uh, climb up onto the train itself. Beautiful, yeah. So, I, I don't know, Nick, what, what do you think? I think that's going to work. I, I haven't really thought it through that much. I just, like, hey... You know, like in the in the westerns, uh, you're on a horse and you catch up to a train. And what are roller skates but the horses of your feet? <laughs> it sounds like another Grand Capone saying, but I can't tell. Either way, I I think I might have something that that can get us up to the speed we need. And he he does a little 
pat on uh, on his negaton on his hip. Beautiful. Yeah. So you're you're Nick. You're saying approach from from the back and hop on the back kind of thing. Yeah. So I think yeah, Chester, you were you were gonna run up alongside. Nick kind of tells you to hold, uh, and then the final car passes by you, and you guys take off at a sprint. Uh, Nick, what's your play here? Uh, so I think Nick hops onto his hoverboard and uh, uh, reaches a hand backward for Chester to grab. Or maybe Nick, like, grabs onto his hockey stick. Mm-hmm. But once we're sort of in position, uh, I'm actually going to pull out my Negatana and activate one of my recent upgrades for it, the Nega Friction Wake, uh, in which I roll to boost your speed as your sword accelerates through matter, even air, and pulls you along. Ah, oh, that's so good. <laughs> so essentially, <laughs> Chester is skitching on Nick who is speeding up so that they can sketch onto this magnet bullet train. <laughs> your, your sword is essentially a rocket that's pulling the both of you along. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Uh, and you have to roll for that, correct? Yeah. Yes, you do. Roll to boost your speed. So let's uh, let's get that roll along with anything you're adding to it. Yeah, I think I'll add just one boost die and one kick because a train is pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to get get speedy there. Yeah, even with it breaking to enter the facility, it's still like it's it's a hover train. It's coming in hot. That's a five. Ah, uh, beautiful. I think uh, yeah, you are you are able to match speed with this thing. Like you say, you activate this feature and and uh, the way Nega Friction works instead of heating up and slowing down it cools off and speeds up and it's pulling you faster and faster through the air itself uh and sort of once you you reach speed i think you give chester a sort of heave and launch him forward on his rollerblades to try and let him you do his hockey stick plan and catch the side are you trying to catch the back of the train or are you heaving chester up to try and catch the back of the train as he had intended I think initially I was thinking I would catch it, but I like this ride the whip kind of maneuver. <laughs> and if, if I'm slinging Chester forward to catch the train, I, I I dig that. Nick probably thinking that he'll just keep speeding along on his own, but yeah, see if that's what the complication does. Yeah, I think the complication here then is like you're you're speeding up and speeding up, and you catch up to this thing, and you heave Chester, and he grabs onto you, so you're you know you're he's where you were pulling him now you've thrown and he's pulling you uh and you're hurtling towards this thing he's got his hockey stick out ready to catch it uh, and you're going to be able to successfully board this train i'm going to pose you this uh one of you is going to take a slam here because you're just coming in too hot chester or nick you made the roll so I, i'm banking on it being you sort of you mm. uh get pulled in by chester and that adds a little too much momentum and you just weren't quite ready for it and you slam into the back uh however chester I'm going to throw it out there because I know what you're all about. If you want to absorb this hit for him, I think that's a thing you'd be able to do. Uh, Because this is the thing, like how I'm picturing my brain, if he's like kind of launching me forward, it makes sense that I would come in too hot and I can't, you know, it it hits me in a weird way. And he's able to catch up on his own kind of a thing. Yeah, totally. So, So like it would make sense that I would probably take the hit i think uh because there you go i can't i can't imagine it going the other way but i would i'd be willing to take that hit cool i think then that that is you're gonna you're gonna take a slam from this uh unless you use one of your abilities or uh nope it i'm gonna go with banged up is the is the slam condition i am putting upon you um so yeah exactly as you described it you get whipped forward you're coming in too hot. You you catch it with your hockey stick, but you also can't quite brace yourself in time, and you slam into the back, and you are banged up. Unless you got something to say about that, 
Uh, no, I, I think I'm going to take it on this one. Technically, I do have an ability that could help me in this scenario, but I think I'm going to maybe save it for later. However, because I have a third box, I have uh, Walk It Off as an ability with our new updated rules. I mark a style every time I take a slam. Oh, so, beautiful. Just so by nice. taking it, yes, I have a slam, but I also have a style. So I come in hard. Maybe it like wins me as I like uh, slam into the back of the train. I flip up into the back part of that, you know, whatever that landing is at the back of the train. And I think, yeah, once you're up there, you have the, you know, between your hockey stick and and uh, uh, Nick's katana pulling him forward at ever-increasing speed, you're able to get him up there with you. And so the two of you uh, make your, ride your way into the loading dock thus far undetected. Sweet. The train slows and slows as it's approaching and eventually comes to a stop. And you, you find yourself sort of inside a, a large sort of hangar um, at the back of the research facility. Uh, and you can hear up ahead people making their way along. Uh, it sounds like they are unloading this these train cars. You know, this sounds of like a, a forklift or a front end loader of some kind. And you can sort of hear voices and chatter up ahead. But it does sound like they're starting at the front of the train and working their way back. So you've got a moment to breathe here and think about your next move. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your Slugmaster Robin here, as always, to thank you so, so much for listening to the show and sharing it with your friends on social media. And if you're not doing that, why not give it a try? Uh, we are at Quantum Kickflip on all major platforms, uh, and word of mouth is the number one way our podcast grows. So if you'd be kind enough to give us a share or a positive review, we'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, we're also on Patreon now, where for just five bucks a month, you can get early access to every new episode of Quantum Kickflip, get to listen to it on the Monday instead of the Wednesday, as well as bi-weekly bonus content like interviews, outtakes, and all kinds of other fun stuff. Uh, I'd also like to shout out our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. Check them out at amaas.ca. And as you probably heard off the top of the episode, we're now proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network. Uh, you can check out all their amazing uh, locally grown community supported shows, including us now. Uh, how exciting is that? Over at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Uh, we release Quantum Kickflip bi-weekly, so our next episode will be up on Wednesday, July 21st, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and we're going to get back to the action real soon. But before we do, I'd like to quickly throw it over to Mr. Patterchuk for some important announcements. All right, everyone, settle down, settle down. Now I'm just going to give you a few quick announcements here. First up, this episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. Offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Now, in Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your internet, your electricity, and your natural gas from. So if you choose Park Power, you're going to be choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits. It shares its profits with local not-for-profits. No, that makes sense, because the not-for-profits, they can't make the profits, so they got to... They gotta share the profits with the for-profit. Now that all tracks, that makes sense. Anyway, these not-for-profits, they're working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, and we love local here at, uh, at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. You can learn more at parkpower.ca. Now this episode is also brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation, the ECF. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself, 
or with a group. And once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Now, Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community's doing. Like a little report card. Now, the focus this year is on millennials. And I myself, I don't much care for those millennials, but uh, it's good to hear that someone's checking up on them. You know, they probably need it. Uh, so you can learn more about all of this at ecfoundation.org. That's ecfoundation.org. That's about going to do it for old Mr. Patterchuck. Let's get you fine folks back to the action, shall we? to Elliot. Elliot, you were gonna level your ray gun at this thing. Yeah, just gonna blast it old-fashioned styles. Beautiful. Are you adding any extra dice or any kick to your roll? Uh, you know what? I will... No, actually, I can't. <laughs> because I am I only get kick for my signature device and I, I'm not using my signature device at this time. I, um, yeah, I, I'll leave it up to you. If, you. if you have an argument for how you can bring your signature device into play while blasting this thing, I will super allow for kick. Uh, but if not, you can just do the standard. Yeah, I think I'll just do the standard. Uh, Chill always rolls with one extra die, because t- things tend to work out. Are you not feeling my hype? Well, ah, that's all right. I rolled a five. Oh, beautiful! Another mixed success. You are, uh, yeah. So you get you your ray gun lights up and lets out a, a blast of energy. Uh, what what color does your ray gun shoot? Uh, photon pistol. So I've always pictured photons of as like a like a golden hour sunlight color. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this whole sewer is sort of lit up in just like this beautiful golden glow. It's like hauntingly beautiful. Uh, this this coiling eel wrapping around you guys and all lit up in, in a sunset style glow. I think what we're going to do for the mixed success on this one is is uh, very similar to Angus. You, uh, you've you angered this thing and it sort of it, it takes the hit and there's a big scorched uh, scar across its midsection uh, where your your photon pistol makes contact uh, and it immediately turns on you and before you know what's happening a tail comes up out of the water and wraps around you and you are also uh, entangled uh, unless you want to do anything about that. Yeah, I'll nope that. Why not? Okay. You know what, I mean, you don't want two of you entangled and one of you who can't tell what is and isn't the eel? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> nope it. <laughs> okay. Mark your trouble and uh, tell me how you avoid this tail that's, uh, so it comes up out of the water and moves to wrap around you. I think, yeah, I just step out of the way. <laughs> that's, that's a very chill response. Yeah. You just, just take a step to the left. Uh, it's just a jump to the left and a step to the right. Back to Angus. You're, you're being pulled under the water. You're fighting against this thing. Uh, what, is, what does Angus want to do at this point? Have I been entangled by the arm? Is that what was said? Uh, it's an eel, so it's just one long tube, uh, but you're entangled by a part of it. But no, like, what part of me is entangled? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't asking about the eel's I was arms. so confused. I'm like, it's an eel. It doesn't have an I, arm. What, I what thought the same thing Robin did. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was your arm. You were splashing the water. You slapped in the water, and it, it wrapped around your wrist. Then I would like to kick the eel. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Uh, roll. Do you want to add kick to your kick? <laughs> oh, that's very poetic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I 
No, I should <laughs> The thing is, I don't have my skip mode, so I don't have the boost and kick from that. I can't go turbo. So I really do have to be careful of my resources, and we haven't even entered this facility yet. Fair, fair. So just a straight. And are you using any extra dice or anything like that? Uh, nope. Again, limited resource. Uh, so it is going to be a straight up 1d6 and let the dice fall where they may. <laughs> I should really stop this. I rolled a one. Oh no! <laughs> uh, yeah, right. You you tried to splash the water and and scare it that way. Uh, that did not have the effect you were looking for. Uh, you try and kick it, and uh, and once again doesn't seem to do a lot of damage to this thing. Weird. Maybe if you added some kick to your kick, it would have it would have had a little more kick, but it didn't this time. It would not have. <laughs> Kicking at it throws you off balance. Uh, and where you were sort of fighting to struggle above the water, uh, you are pulled under by this. Uh, so you, you lose your balance, you don't quite do any damage, and you are now hit with a second slam of drowning. Uh, can I nope that for him, please? Absolutely you can. Wow. How, yeah. do, you, how do you negate this? I think uh, Elliot sort of sees what's going to happen and just like grabs him by the wrist and yanks him up. Amazing. That uh, your slam box said drowning for all of one moment, but nope, it's been noped. Uh, yeah, mark your trouble again, Elliot. You're you're uh, you're playing fast and loose with the trouble, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Angus, wow. you've been rescued. Thank you. No problem, man. Let's go back to Lake. You're seeing visions of eels all over everywhere. You can't find your friends. All you can see is coils upon coils of psionic eel. What do you do if she can't figure out who her friends are and where they like? What what is friend and what is eel? She is gonna like fight fire with fire, and she is gonna make multiple versions of herself <laughs> uh, to give more targets to the the thing for the eel to focus on. Beautiful, and that's an ability with your reality cannon. Yeah, it's called the exponent coil. Uh, roll to temporarily create one d six plus one alternate versions of a target. Targets can be me. Uh, they appear nearby. One is usually evil. So. Amazing. Uh, yeah, roll to see how many versions of yourself you create. Sure. If I were to add a kick to this, would what, what would that what would that mean if it's better? Um, like if it's I guess what is your hope for like like I I would leave that open to your interpretation of what are you trying to do and how can you more see more copies more, more copies. Is what I, I want more than a, a, an upper limit of seven. I want upper limit of say two d six plus one. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you 2d6 plus 1, sure. Why not? Assuming it hits, right? Cuz I got to roll roll to see if it works, right? Yes, yeah, I believe that is how that works. Yeah. So yeah, I think she's she's going to like blast it at her feet. Uh I don't I guess I don't I don't know how this how you make a copy of yourself with this one. How you target yourself. Yeah, she blasts it. shot it and stand under the lob. <laughs> I, that was my thought, but we're in a sewer, so it would just yeah. go right right to the ceiling. Um it's just like different uh dials and stuff on the cannon and then once you lob, the copies come out of the lob. That's a, yep, that's a much better, she's, it's, she puts her hand on the, it's like a fingerprint thing, maybe, I don't know, I'm forgetting, there's too, too many buttons on this device now. Yeah, she's gonna, <laughs> f- um, fire it at her feet, and, and, uh, the copies are gonna ripple out from her in, uh, like a spiral. Ah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, Random. let's, let's get that roll to see if this works. Okay, it's just the one die, though. Uh, unless you're adding to it. I'm not adding to it, but I did get a four. Ah, Amazing. Then yeah, let's let's roll to see how many copies you create. Uh, you added it, that kick, two, so it's two d six. Let's go. Twelve total copies. Oh, a five and a six. Boy. Five and a six, and then it's plus one. Amazing. 
here here goes nothing 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 like spiraling out from her yeah i'm picturing uh because it says alternate versions of yourself so i think they're they're all like just how you would exactly how you'd picture it one of them has an eye patch one of them's wearing a trench coat one of them has an extra arm like they're just random oh, may, may, uh, may I, may, yeah instead of like a so, so specific and like alternate dimension-y eye patch stuff uh if they're just all have different like a whole cause she got 12 of them like a whole rainbow like crayon box of uh fly fishing dumbwaiter or not dumbwaiter dumbwaiter's the elevator waiters yeah uh, like that, that that the she's got the camo green fly fishing gear on and it's like a pink one a teal blue one a yellow one a gray one like and each of their glitches is is internal like one of them has static like an the snow static of an old tv and one of them has like bad tracking of a vcr and uh yeah yeah Uh, each one has its own lake through a prison specific uh glitch going on yeah i think your complication is that the the eel is uh, feeling very very threatened by having so many people all of a sudden who are all packing reality cannons and it's it's a lot uh, so it is going to uh, take a big old swipe with its tail uh, and I'm gonna roll my own d6 uh, to see how many of the copies I'm able to take out uh, I'll only roll one d6 and I won't add a plus to it uh, so there's no danger of taking them all out because I don't want to negate your whole offer. Um, but this is the, the consequences. The eel strikes back. Mm-hmm. We got two. Uh, so with a swipe of its, uh, glowing green tail, it slams two of these copies against the wall. And the, uh, the one in the fuchsia waiters with the TV static and the one in the turquoise waiters with the bad VCR static, uh, both sort of slam into the wall and just sort of glitch out into particle nothingness. Cause they were alternate reality constructs. They're not, they're not real. Yeah. Uh, so you're down to just 10 lakes running around in the sewer. <laughs> Before we see what those 10 lakes get up to, who, uh, uh, Elliot and Angus, does either of you have a response to this at all? I mean, I can blast it again. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go for that. I'm assuming, Angus, you're gonna, you're gonna hang back for a moment, or are you continuing to strike out at this thing with uh... tooth and claw? If Elliot is still holding on to me to keep me above the water, I'm going to hold my free hand up to Elliot, as if expecting her to hand me something. <laughs> ah, I gotcha. Uh, Elliot, does that change your action at all? All right, if you want to, and I hand him the gun. Uh, Angus fires. Okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's get that roll and, and whatever you're uh, you're adding to it there, if you are indeed adding anything at all. Similarly, I don't think I'm going to add anything. <laughs> Any problems I get will be worse, but I will attempt to look cool. <laughs> oh boy! All right, <laughs> playing with fire. Four. Hey, there we go. You level this thing directly at the uh, dull red eyes of this psionic eel, and uh, and unleash the photon blaster. It's a massive eel. I don't think you like explode it into bits, but I think you do take a healthy chunk out of its cheek. Uh, slime goes flying, uh, and it's enough to, in, you've, between you and all of the other lakes running around, you have intimidated this thing into retreat, and it sort of, like, dives back under the water, and you see the glow retreat off into the distance. It is, uh, it is fleeing the scene. Go on, get out of here, run, go on, get out of here, run, go, go on, get out of here, run, go, go. <laughs> like, it echoes of as all the ten other lakes tell her to go, get on, out of here, run. One lake says, come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the evil one. <laughs> Uh, because I looked cool in that last action, 
I will refill one boost when you attempt to look cool, even if you fail. Now, normally that is part of a playbook ability adrenaline rush, but in the new playtest kit, it's actually just been folded into my base guts ability. So the guts ability is now Describe how your guts helps you with an action, then add dice or kick as needed. Refill one boost when you attempt to look cool, even if you fail. So I will take back my kick. Amazing. Uh, that was a mixed success, though, yes? It was. Okay. I think Liam, as the as the eel retreats, the psionic effect kind of wears off, like shakes her head and, and sort of regains her senses and can find her friends again. But because of when you made the copies and, and the source material that they were drawn from, it doesn't look like they've had the same effect. There are still ten other legs who seem to be like swinging their cannons around wildly and blasting at air. And I think that is your complication with this role, is you've, you've scared off the eel, but now you've got a bunch of copies of Lake to deal with that, that are still firing wildly and, uh, and letting loose uh, reality blasts. I have a dumb offer. Yeah. <laughs> Not just an offer, but a dumb <laughs> offer. I love it. What do you got? Just... I don't even know what this is going to be. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Uh, Elliot's like, <clears throat> hey, hey, babies, it's e- it's easy. It's okay. Just just relax, right? Just just, just chill. Huh? Huh? I, I got a little song for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beautiful. And Elliot uh, opens the Voidware backpack, pulls out the guitar, I assume. Yeah, and uh, plays them a little lullaby. <laughs> I love this. And and because I love it, I'm going to get you to roll for me. You can feel free to, uh, because you're pulling the guitar from the Voidware backpack, you can feel free to add any booster kick from your signature device. Uh, and we'll see how well this soothes the savage beasts. <laughs> I'll add some kick. Uh, not some kick, some boost. Yeah. So I'm rolling three dice. Okay. Oh my god. Are you looking cool? I, I really don't think I can look cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a six, and I rolled doubles. Oh, oh incredible. Yeah. Mark the style that uh, that your ability gives you there. Yeah, I think you uh, will... Uh, as we, as we hear those sweet sounds of uh, Elliot's guitar, one by one, the copies sort of calm themselves and sort of shake that, give their heads a shake and, and seem to come out of it. Lake, did you want these copies to stick around as you're busting into the facility or in that it's a stealth mission, do you not want 10 extra use? on board for yeah, this. Yeah, the, the thing doesn't really say how long they last, uh, but I do like your your suggestion that they, when I, I was in distress when I made them, so they remain in distress. That was very fun. I think if they're starting to, to fall for this lullaby, um, I think calming them down makes them slowly dissipate, uh, and I'd love to, to sort of dispel this. That's what I was going to offer, was, yeah, that they, one by one, they sort of, like, find a little moment of tranquility and just sort of... Uh, they all drift off to the big sleep. Phase they, uh, in existence. fact, I think they all put their thumbs in their mouth, which, like, begs a weird question about uh, some weird uh, behaviors Lake may have uh, <laughs> or have grown out of. Um, but they all put their thumb in their mouth as they fall asleep, and yeah. then she has to kind of be like, I, I don't know what... I don't know what that is. I don't know what the thumb thing's about. I mean, one of them sometimes evil. I don't know. It's not. I, I, I didn't suck my thumb until sixth grade. <laughs> Literally, all of them did it. <laughs> there's like a little. There's like a. a shut up. <laughs> Smart thinking, Elliot. Can we go? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and go you shall up uh, up the rungs of the ladder and into what you can only assume is the lower level of the facility. But I want to uh, check in with our pals over in the rail yard. So you're on the back of the train. Uh, you have that moment to sort of breathe and think, um, and you can hear them working their way along the line, getting ever closer to you. Okay. Um, oh, I, I, I'm not really good on these skates, so hold on. And I start taking off the skates, and I, uh, I'm going to put them into my bag, and I'm going to just have, like, sock feet. I'm really setting myself up for some sort of John McClane moment, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm like, Wait, I gotta be. Did you take off your shoes to put on the roller skates and leave your shoes somewhere? <laughs> I guess you they would bring them with you. Oh no, no, you're right. You're right. No, I have the shoes with me. You are correct. See, I, I thought you were making the offer that to be stealthier, you were going sock footed. That is fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, let's keep it that way. I like quieter that. Yeah, footsteps yeah. if you're in your sock feet. It is true. It'll be quieter uh, if I, I sneak. Uh, Taps head three times. Yeah. Because if I wear those shoes, because here's the thing. Uh, if you've ever bought $8 Walmart uh, Velcro shoes, the the bottom layer always comes separate from the heel. So it like slaps, you know, like <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, so uh, I'm just like, I can't, I can't take that chance. So I'm going to go sock feet on this. And I'll put the shoes and my rollerblades into my backpack and uh, have my hockey stick ready to go as I uh, stealth out, hopefully uh, with Nick. Nick, uh, are you still sort of phased partially out of reality or or what's happening with that? Uh, I was going to say I probably unfazed when I started checking in with Chester, but I'm going to do it again. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, so, like, as I like look out of this back of the train, like, and looking across this hangar bay... Is there any, like, obvious ways out? You can see three routes ahead of you. You can see the way directly behind you out the way the train came in. There's a big open hangar door. Uh, You could pretty easily backtrack out the way you came. And you'd be back outside, and that's no good. Mm -hmm. So it's a possibility. Uh, I'll write that down (laughs) real quick. Uh, Second route is... uh, you can see that there is a large sort of circular hallway branching off from this hangar to the right. And you can, you as you sort of peer around the edge of the train, you can see that that is where uh, the the forklift hover loader thing is, uh, is taking a pallet of stuff kind of off down this hallway. And just kind of based on your, your uh, approach and your knowledge of the, the geography of the thing, you assume that that's going off towards the drow labs into the, into the research facility. And then your third path, you can see a large metal door next to which is sort of a reinforced glass panel. Uh, and you can see there's a, a rescue agent sitting in there. And you assume that's the door that leads into rescue. That door looks probably locked. And that rescue agent looks like it's probably his job to keep an eye on that door and let people in if they're supposed to be in there. But that is, uh, that is sort of where you assume you need to go but it looks pretty heavily guarded. That said, as as these uh, rescue agents, you can see that while the, uh, the hover loader went off towards the research facility, there are a couple of people carrying just like 
big silver crates, uh, armloads, uh, and they kind of walk up to that door and present something to the person behind the glass and, and the person behind the glass nods and buzzes them in and they uh, enter the facility through that doorway. So you can you can see that there's stuff going in both directions. Chester. Uh, yeah? I, I think I can get us in through that big door. If I run ahead to try and open it up, do you think you can sneak your way over there? I see you took off your shoes. You're already halfway there. Oh, yeah, I, I think I can be pretty sneaky. Uh, oh, boy. Hopefully we don't get caught. Oh, boy. Hmm. Well, you know, like Grand Pompone always said, if you drop your wedding ring into a bottle of syrup, then you just need to eat more pancakes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll give you I'll give you one more option, uh, just, just in case. The, the, those are the routes into and out of the building. There is also a door on the back of this train car that you're on, like you're on that little platform landing we talked about. Uh, yep. You can go into the train car if that's a thing you want to do. Not sure if that's a thing you want to do, but that's that is a fourth route. Um, well, I, I mean, we if we had like credentials, uh, you know, to get through that one door, that would be handy. Uh... N- Nick. You tell me what to do. I, I, this is too much for me. Well, I was actually, I've got, okay, many offers, many things. I had an idea for how to get through the door, and I think I'm going to go with that. But to help Chester, um, one of the things that I have as the smarts in my other gear is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And that's just sort of like a general sort of thing that you, you, you go through, and like Nick's always working on something. He's a, he's a, he's a gadgety little guy. Can I offer that this might be a helpful disguise sort of gadget? You can offer that, but you're going to have to tell me what it is and what it does. Uh, it's going to be a mustache, a fake mustache. <laughs> that when Chester puts it on, it helps like broadcast almost like a, a holographic mesh over his face to help disguise the rest of his face. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm... Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that might be a possibility. The other thing is, what happens if it's a magnetic scrambler so they can maybe, like, fool an electronic lock? You the know? Lock no, that's too, that's too practical. The offer has been made. It's a mustache. <laughs> you don't get to... You can't uh, put Pandora back in the box here. It's too late. <laughs> Crammer in that box. It's... It's a wild offer because I will absolutely buy that you have this device that can sort of uh, scramble his face and make it look not like his face. Being that it's a work in progress, I don't think it can make him look like anyone specific. And I don't think it makes the rest of him like, like you're not going to pass him off as a rescue agent here. It's not a full body transformation. His face doesn't look like Chester. I don't know how that helps you because they're not looking for Chester. They're looking for anyone who's supposed to not be here, which is who it doesn't matter if you whose face you're wearing, you're not supposed to be here. But I will absolutely let you have it if you're going somewhere with this. Cuz you know what this means if like if if Chester normally would put on some sort of like rescue agent like outfit, mm-hmm. he still looks like a sm- a child, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. However, if I do have the mustache combined with an outfit, then maybe that's the two together uh, like reinforces each other. Would that make sense? Sure. I uh, if you yeah, if you track down an outfit, uh absolutely. Okay. So you've got the stash and that, that's a great disguise. You definitely won't need anything else. 
I'm going to run ahead up over the top of the train, and I, I can get that door open for you by the time you get up there with that cool stash, which will convince everyone here that you are not a child breaking in. You, you know what? I think this is all we need. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Nick, what, what's your play? Let's hear it. Uh, so I think uh, after handing over the fabulous facial hair, mm-hmm. uh, Nick uh, goes sort of astral phasing, runs up the side of the train, and he's sort of like stealthily ninja running across the top. It's it's very like you, you see the person running on the rooftop. It's uh, I love it in my head. <laughs> I'm picturing it. You're you're a teenage mutant ninja turtle. I got it. We got all, we got the sewers. There was some ooze. It's great. As he approaches the front of the train, you mentioned you could sort of see through a glass window into that security office with the rescue agent. Yes. I think from the front, Nick is going to use his sword to try and teleport into that room. Oh, because it has to be a space you can see. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So I'll just read the slip rattle again quick. Roll to teleport in universe by slicing space time. If you can't see your destination, potential problems are worse. So at least he does sort of know where he's aiming at. But I think he's, he's going to try and teleport in there and I guess try and knock the guard out. I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that one if he gets there. Sure. Let's get that roll. Uh, and, and anything you're adding to it or anything you're doing to it. This feels like a good time to use another boost, just just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? I'm also going to use a kick because that's the smarts is is chock full of kick. <laughs> that's a four. Yeah, you know what? Let's go with this. You are you are uh, you materialize into the room. You are unnoticed by the guard. Uh, that's your your kick paying off. You're able to maintain your stealth and your cover. You. you... Uh, reappear silently and and stealthily in the room directly behind this guard who's who's sitting there. I think he's got like one of those little little portable black and white TV sitting on the desk and like a, a bag of chips and, and is just kind of like watching some monitors and watching the door and buzzing people in as they need it. On the wall, you can see like there's a, there's a file cabinet and you can see sort of a rack with some lanyards with ID cards hanging down from them. Through the glass window, you see the folks unloading the train and one of them glances up at the doorway as they're unloading a box and kind of like glances up at the window and then sort of does a double take and you realize that person has clearly spotted you, but they're out by the train and thus far they haven't, you know, the person in the room with you is not aware that you're there. Um, But you see this person kind of notice you and be like, wait, what the, is there someone else in there? Uh, And they go to like set down the crate they're carrying. Dang, I think I'm not gonna nope of that. Okay. And I'm Mario? I don't know what's happening to me, guys. Um, Yeah, I like that. Uh, Take your trouble. So I think it's it's similar to how you described it. And then as the guy does the double take, it's it's one of those, like, really close (laughs) ships passing in the night kind of things. Nick manages to, like, duck his way back around. Behind the file cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it cuts from the shot instead of the guy looking over and then seeing Nick, it's the guy looking over and then uh, the rescue guard eats a chip and waves back nicely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He like spots you, looks away, looks back and you're gone and just gets the guy being like, chomp, chomp, hi. And he kind of <laughs> sheepishly waves and is like, huh, weird trick of the light and goes back to loading the crate. Uh, mark your trouble for that if you haven't already. I cool. Do. You're in the office. You're the guards there. Uh, what, what do you do? Uh, I think this one, 
it's just gonna be uh, <laughs> Nick's gonna go. Negatana first form alternate nega friction strike sheathed. And he just whacks the guy over the head with his sheathed sword. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. Do you shout all of this anime style, alerting his attention, or is it you behind yes, the file cabinet going? Having been sneaky, I am now going to yell. <laughs> the guy fully turns in his chair and faces you, and is like, "Who said what?" Uh, and then let's get that roll to see if he has time to say anything else. <laughs> oh boy! Comes the roll. It is a six. Oh. <laughs> This man didn't do anything to you. He didn't take your toys away. He's just working a nine to five. He's just, he's just working a job. I'm just trying to help my friend. Okay. Just as long as we're all clear that you're assaulting (laughs) a man who did nothing to you. I know that you can eat a chip with one hand and you can kill people with another. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Describe to me uh, this, this attack, this assault you're doing on an unsuspecting (laughs) man. Oh, I think, I think it's that he turns and looks, and then it gets the butt end. Uh, actually, no, he just gets it's flat of the sheath directly between the eyes. Oh, boy. Oof. He's raising a chip Conk. to his mouth as he turns, and then as he spots you, the chip falls to the floor, and then the <laughs> thing thwacks him in the forehead. Uh, and just like every action movie, he, he slumps forward in his chair uh, and seems like he's going to be fine in half an hour. and uh, nick just sort of like props him back up in the chair so it looks like he's still sitting back turned to the window facing the tv monitor (laughs) in his pocket his cell phone rings and it's his wife saying that his child just said her first words but it goes to voicemail (laughs) Uh, at least he's got a recording now He wasn't going to be there anyway. He works too hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> what now? What do you do now? You sociopath. Uh, Nick is... Uh, I'm, I'm in there, and I'm ready to hit the button to let Chester through if he can make it to the door. Okay. Okay, great. He's there. Time for my move. And then I put on the mustache to change my uh, visage and make my mm-hmm. way to the window. And the thing is, look, Robin, you need mm-hmm. to understand... Uh, that David Ray gets that this is unnecessary and stupid. But mm-hmm. We're talking about Chester here. So he thinks he has to maintain a role. Uh, yeah. Chester goes up there, and it, it is his visage that he imagines uh, <laughs> is just that he is just really Chester with wear, uh, a mustache. That's mm-hmm. it. There's no more advancement. <laughs> I want to clarify, because you're saying that this is you know an unnecessary extra step. You mm-hmm. haven't done the necessary steps. You're still a, a kid in a hoodie and hockey gear with a different face from the face that no one recognizes to begin with. So that's what if, I'm doing. If you I, walk I'm up to this up. door, everyone will be like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. And you'll also attract attention to the sleeping guard. Like, I, I, I don't want to tell you how to play your game, but this is not gonna work the way you think it's gonna work well this is why i'm gonna uh like sneak my way up to the door like i'm just trying okay to, like, i missed yeah. that step because you didn't yeah. say it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay because uh, i didn't know how much you uh had would assume by me but uh yes okay, i'm gonna okay. sneak up there and then uh, i'm doing it for the cameras okay so you're sneaking yeah. up to the door waiting for the opportune moment at mm-hmm. which point you approach and and play your role yeah play my uh very good role Okay. So, uh, I, I guess I don't... The thing is, I don't have any abilities. I, I don't know if you know this, 
The grit <laughs> has zero things uh, that would help with stealth. So I have to do this all on the one die. I think that's like, I think we do need a roll to see if you're able to sort of like time this out properly and stealth this out accordingly. Keep in mind that you can, uh, you, you do have your playbook boost dice available to you. I would argue, like it says, describe how your grit helps with an action. I, I As much as your grit generally manifests as you taking punches to the face, I think in this instance, it can just be, you know, patience of waiting for that exact right moment to move and confidence in walking in with purpose. Like, I think that those dice apply. You also have some hype dice on the team sheet. If you want to use some of the Eurocruise communal dice, that is a thing you can add. But yeah, I, I roll, feel, roll I, away with whatever you got. I, I feel like it makes sense that I wouldn't use grit uh, uh, things that I'm going to have to use from the team, I think. I can't justify it uh, otherwise. So uh, I'm going to just take one dice from the uh, group. Here we go. Can I, can I add a die by, with teamwork helping? Yeah, as, absolutely. As part of like smarts in having given him the... Mustache the <laughs> Yeah, add a die for that. Yeah. Hey. So I'm doing a total of uh, You're only with three. Three. Okay. Sheepish. Oh, my God. This is so stupid. Uh, <laughs> but it's stupid like a fox because uh, <laughs> I, I, I rolled uh, two sixes. Uh, <laughs> two sixes oh and a four. Yeah, uh, you you <laughs> are able to time your approach. Like we said, you're kind of sticking to the shadows. You're able to sort of duck behind various uh, crates and and wait till no one's looking and sprint and then uh, duck again. Uh, and you get your way almost all the way up to the door, at which point you kind of take your moment and just walk confidently uh, up to the door and, and say your... Uh, what, what do you say to Nick on the other side or, or the sleeping guard on the <laughs> other side of the window? Uh uh, hello, fellow employee. I am here. Uh, I forgot my uniform inside. Uh, please let me in. Uh, Nick pulling a weekend at Bernie's uh, moves the guard's arms. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Hello there. Uh, <laughs> I think Nick also uh, <laughs> glancing over at the, the rack of... You said there were ID cards? Yeah, like lanyards with, with uh, security cards on them. See, I happen to see anyone who happens to have a similar mustache, you know, maybe, you know, like just... Hmm. Absolutely, yes, you do. You see, you, you kind of take a brief rifle through and you, you see one that, that fits the bill pretty well. Someone with uh, sort of a handlebar thing going on. Oh, yes, uh, Jeff, <laughs> uh, good to see you. You're always forgetting stuff, aren't you? <laughs> um, well, let, let, let me let you on in. Boop! <laughs> Uh, it's the, I'm picturing the, like, apartment buzzer from Z, it's a loud, like, like the Seinfeld apartment buzzer, uh, and I, I, the, you hear the door pop open, Chester. I, I, I just try to quickly, uh, whisper over to my friend Nick, I'm like, no, this is Chester, just remember, and then I walk inside, because <laughs> maybe he, uh, thought that I was Jeff, and I'm not Jeff, I am Chester, his friend. You're so, so good <laughs> oh at stealth, God. you're doing so well. Uh, Chester can't see, but Nick is giving him two thumbs up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and with that, you enter the facility. Um, uh, Nick hands you an ID card uh, to go with your new visage. Mm-hmm. Nick, do you do anything else you want to do in this room before we move inside? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, this this is less a work in progress, but just like a little uh, 
little flavor thing from before. Mm-hmm. It was inspired when Dexter talked about vending machines for orange slices. He <laughs> leaves a little bag of orange slices on the desk for the guard because he had packed some for the team after the mission. <laughs> that doesn't negate anything. You... <laughs> no, 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 no. But at least he wakes up he's going to have some orange slices. And then you gave him an orange slice and you were like, this is the karmic balance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, checks out. cut up and then in a nice little Ziploc. Good, great. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. <laughs> With that, uh, the two of you uh, take your leave of the loading dock and make your way into the rescue facility. So we find uh, ourselves down in the uh, the lower level of the rescue facility, and it's got a very uh, where where upstairs is a lot more like clean and sleek, and there's you know fluorescent track lighting and, and shiny surfaces. Down here, it's very industrial looking. It's it's very boiler room aesthetic. There's a lot of pipes and 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 vents and things, uh, and we see a large metal manhole cover, kind of a grate uh, in the floor, begin to sort of shake and loosen and then lift. Uh, and out of it emerges uh, our other three heroes, Lake, Angus, and Elliot. Uh, you guys have successfully bested the psionic eel. You're you're a little banged up and worse for wear, but no lasting slams. Uh, and you are emerging into the basement level of the rescue facility. Yeah, uh, Lake is like one of the... I mean, we're all pushing the manhole cover because those things are exceptionally heavy. And she, like it takes three of us to heave it. And as like we emerge, you're just like, God... Lake's like, God, the Ninja Turtles make it look so easy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And she's looking around the room, taking it in with everyone as they, you know, help help hands up. Uh, Yeah, you you see that there's not a whole lot going on here. Like, it is very just like kind of the you're in the the guts of the building and there isn't like specified areas like there are up at the main level where our other two heroes are. Um, But a couple of things do catch your eye. The first you see is... uh, a, a what looks like a little office uh the door to it is currently open uh, and you see an array of of screens and a keyboard and a chair there and the chair is empty uh but it looks like some sort of a little security station where you could be monitoring feeds and then slightly up the hallway from that you see it's it's very dark down here because you're you're in a sort of basement area and, and emerging from somewhere where you wouldn't be expected to be uh so it's not particularly well lit it's a lot of just like you know emergency lighting kind of thing but you do see light coming out from under the crack of the door uh, of what is clearly a washroom. Uh, and you can hear just like a cough and then like a page flip. <laughs> Someone's just like taking taking an extra long bathroom break in there. And then at the very end of the hallway, you see uh, a door uh, beyond which you see some metal stairs uh, leading upwards. Do we want to check those security feeds to see where your stuff is? Good idea. That, that seems like the smart move. I'm just worried about who's ever in the bathroom. Lake, keep an eye on the bathroom door. Elliot, check the feeds. But I want to see the screens. I love screens. Lake, check the feeds. Elliot, keep an eye on the bathroom door. I don't care who does what. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. And she likes <laughs> kind of skips skips over to the screens. <laughs> I want to look around for a very specific thing, considering we are in a basement. I don't anticipate I'll find it, but I'm still going to look anyway. Sure. Is there a breaker box? Oh, boy. I'm gonna let's let's get a roll for this. I don't know why I'm I'm trying to make the decision in the moment. Let's let's roll to see <laughs> what you find. 
uh, straight d6 kind of deal? Yeah, if you can argue for something that you would add to it, uh, by all means, but otherwise uh, just a straight d6 and we'll, we'll, uh, it'll determine how effective this search is. Alrighty, here goes nothing. Four. Mixed success. I think you find some, like a, a big black bundle of wires that's like all shielded and you sort of follow that along the wall and it's, you know, bracketed with little little steel brackets to the, the wall and then it takes a corner and goes up a thing uh, and you're able to follow it back to its source, which is a, uh, what is clearly a breaker box. However, it has a big old padlock hanging off of it. It is, it is locked off and, and uh, not currently accessible. Angus, uh, looks in the pouch of odds and ends that he that he has probably nothing in there of too much use the screwdriver is probably the most heavy duty thing and i don't think angus is particularly good at picking locks and i think he's gonna like uh casually make his way over to lake okay uh but uh, like casually but also quietly and he goes up right next to Lake, and he's he's sort of scanning the screens too while he's while he says, uh, "So I think I found a distraction." So Dick and Chester, you guys just took out a guard. Uh, you left him some orange slices, so that was nice. Uh, and made your way in through the big metal door and into the facility. Uh, where you find yourself now is sort of a hallway that branches off in multiple directions. Uh, and luckily for you guys, there is a directory on the wall that sort of gives you an idea of the uh, areas that are accessible to you. You see various directions pointing out where you would find the bullpen and the offices. Uh, you see where you would find the break room and sort of employee area. Uh, you see uh, which hallway leads to the holding cells. Uh, you also see signage for an armory, an evidence room, and the basement. You've got, I'm going to say, like a moment here where like no one is currently in this hallway, but there is no guarantee that that's going to stay that way for long. You have made it through one door, but this is like an active facility, uh, and you're not sure how many people are on duty at any given time. You, you have no way of knowing if, if someone's going to come around a corner at any moment. So what's your plan of attack here? I feel like we should try to meet up with the others, and they'll probably come up through the basement, I guess? Well, we don't know. Where the sewers go? Here, here's the big thing that I know about sneaking into places in disguise, Nick. Uh, you need to play the character right, right? Uh-huh. So I'm just going to be just like, and I'm going to look at the ID card. Uh, I Jeff. believe we said Jeff, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just going to be like Jeff, uh, oh boy, Kazanakalopoulos? Oh, I'm not going to remember that. Okay. Well, I got to be just like Jeff, and where would Jeff go? Uh, hmm. I suppose it depends on what Jeff's role in the company is. You know, you know what, I think... Is Mr. Kazanakalopoulos... Like, does he work for security, or is he is he part of research, or well, I does feel... it say anything underneath Kazanakalopoulos as to what his position is? You know, you know, this is very difficult. And if Jeff is having a difficult time, I think he would go to the break room, wouldn't he? Oh my god, does that kind of make sense? Well, Chester, you, right now you're not Mr. Capone. You're Mr. Kazanakalopoulos. Where would you go? I th- I, I think I, I okay, okay, I'm going to get in. <clears throat> Hello, I am Jeff. 
Let us go to where I need to go in my job and uh, go to evidence. Because uh, I'm a lawyer. That's probably the rule. Because that doesn't Kazanakalopoulos sound like a great lawyer name? Uh, I guess that could be a part of a firm. Great. Let's go. Right, Marshall and Kazanakalopoulos? It's got a nice, it rolls off the tongue. So to clarify, are you going to the basement to meet up with your friends, the break room, because that's where you'd go if you'd had a hard day, or the evidence room, because that's what you think your job might be? (laughs) I guess we're going to evidence. (laughs) We're going to evidence. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. Yeah, I think uh, so you you can see from this directory where you need to go. Uh, I think we're going to get a roll here just to... As sort of a blanket, like, how does this go for you? How much resistance do you encounter? So I'm going to get a dice roll from whichever one of you wants to make a dice roll here. Uh, you can add any of your relevant boost or, or kick that you want to add to it. And uh, let me know if you're, like, trying to look cool or anything like that. Uh, I can I can roll. Okay. Uh, and I think I will add one of my smarts kick. So, sorry, you're adding kick, not an extra die, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm just rolling the one, and it has rolled up as a four. All right, that is a mixed success. So you uh, you head start making your way towards the uh, the down the hallway towards uh, where it says the evidence lockers would be. Describe to me how you're proceeding here. Are you like are you are you stealthing it? Are you walking in like you are supposed to be there? What's the what's the plan of attack here? Nick's definitely taking the the stealthier approach probably darting from corner to corner up ahead and, and, and waving back to Chester when, when he thinks it looks like it's clear. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, I'm like looking for that, but every time I'm walking out in the uh, hallway, when I'm, I'm trying to go, I, I'm still like walking as if I'm supposed to be there, uh, you know, just arms full on swaying back and forth, you know, like with the bravado of a hockey lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And I'm whistling. I cannot stress enough how much this will not work if you encounter anyone, but but good on you for, <laughs> for sticking to the bit. So anyways, I'm going and uh, trying to walk uh, as if I'm fitting in, uh, so that way nobody's like looking at me. If I'm sneaking around, then people might like point it out, because mm-hmm. I'm going to be lo- loud and clumpy, you know? Uh, then Nick, yeah, I think you're kind of, as you're you're moving stealthily and kind of scouting ahead a little bit, uh, you do see the, uh, like, you, you round a corner and you see where the evidence locker would be. And uh, as you get close, you realize that there is uh, currently someone on their way into that room. There is there is a, a rescue personnel uh, and you watch them walk up to the door, boop their little key card against a pad, and then punch in a code. And then they go into the room there. Uh, and the door closes behind them. So that that is your you you have found your way to evidence, but there is uh, someone inside. Oh, it looks like you need a password to get in there, and there's somebody in there. Yeah, <sighs> I forgot how tight security is in these places. It's been a long time since I've been in an active draw facility. I mean, I know we were in that that old one on Desnine, but yeah, the when they're actually running it up, they're they're a lot tighter than you'd think. You you've been <laughs> in one of these places before. Oh, yeah, well, a long time ago. I, my dad actually used to work for Drow, so I, I there were a few different scholarship program things. I, I came here for, for pictures and, and tours and things a long time ago. But, yeah, huh. not, not really on the, the rescue side, of course. <laughs> huh. 
Well, that's pretty neat. Well, okay. I, I, I belong here, right? I look exactly like Jeff Kazanopoulos. Um, and, and I should be able to just fit right in. I'll try to go in just as somebody's going out, right? Like, that's what I could do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you've got the key card, at least. And then I'm sure you can come up with a, with a reason that you don't have your code or something. You've got this, Mr. K. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I got it. And I'm just going to kind of like wait near the uh, door and I'm going to just like wait for the person to come out as I and then I'll start walking and just like oh how convenient hello fellow employee and that's that was the, that's the plan okay uh... Nick has a secondary plan to layer on top but you can observe this first <laughs> if you want <laughs> What have I seen in these these moments uh, leading up to it? I imagine gotcha. it, like like creeped over to the to the screens. Yeah, um, the the glow of the screens just like reflecting on on her face already kind of like glitched out. Like she certain kinship to like weird flickering lights, uh, like a moth. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I totally. Um, yeah, I think uh, you you see they're they're um, weirdly for like such a, a high tech cutting edge interdimensional police force this uh this part is is pretty low tech they're like uh old crt screens and like black and white um but you can see they're kind of cycling through feeds of the different areas you see a uh break room where there's some uh some lockers uh up against one wall and you can see one of the lockers is open and there's like a uniform hanging there that looks like if you were to wear it you'd blend in perfectly as a as a member of the staff here and it's just sitting there accessible uh, for anyone who would happen to want to go that way, but no one's no one's in there. And no one's uh, taken advantage of that. Uh, and then the the screen flips. You see that same scene that the others saw earlier. You see the evidence door of the evidence room, and someone approaches it, boops their card, keys something in, and enters into the evidence locker. Uh, you see a hallway with some uh, some holding cells with uh, with numbers on the doors. Uh, most of them look unoccupied, uh, but one of them has a, has a light on the door. And then uh, you see a feed of a hallway uh, where uh, your friend Nick is sort of phasing in and out of existence and moving very stealthily. And you, you almost don't notice him, but you just catch a glimpse of him. Uh, and then further down the hallway, Chester is walking. I mean, it takes you a second because you, you saw what yeah. Chester was dressed in. So, and it's clearly yeah. the same outfit. Like it's the it's the hoodie over the hockey pads. It's Chester. But his face looks weird. Yeah. You can't place who he looks like. He doesn't quite look like Chester. <laughs> but he also doesn't yeah. look that different from Chester. And he's the just swinging his arms. Un- unmatched. Uh, yeah, just, just <laughs> swinging his arms, tromping down the hallway. That is what you've seen so far. I, I relay it all in reverse order to uh, um, Angus. Uh, just be like, well, like uh, they're in the hallway. At first, first I couldn't tell, but it looks like uh, Chester ate ice cream and he's got like a milk mustache or something. I don't know, but anyway, they're, they're doing fine in the hallway. Uh, and and recount all the ones uh, all the way back to the top. This, uh, but but Lake was very intrigued by the this break room. Um, you mentioned this locker, and that that's very well and good. Um, uh, can you tell me more about the break room, please? Vis a vis are like what's what's the snack situation? <laughs> uh, there is a uh, a big white cardboard box with a little bit of wax paper kind of sticking out the one edge. That's it's 
uh, telltale sign of somebody brought donuts. Uh, you can't quite see, because it's a great CRT screen, you can't quite see, like, are there any donuts left in the box? But you have to imagine that if the box was completely empty, they would have thrown out the box. So there's probably at least one donut in oh, you've box. never you've never worked in a lunchroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, actually. Uh, and then, yeah, there's, like, there's a, there's a bowl with, like, two apples and an orange in it, and it's clearly, like, they, they've been there for too long, and... and uh, you know, no one's taking any of them because people keep bringing donuts, so the apples just kind of sit there. Uh, and there's a fridge. Uh, you're not, you can't see inside the fridge. You don't have that power, but sure. but it's there. So yeah, I let I let uh, Angus know what what floor evidence is on, and and point out that those guys are on the move, and then uh, uh, tell me more about this distraction. Angus points across the room at the breaker box and says it would cause a hell of a lot of pandemonium. Um, so it would be a little bit difficult for anyone who's trying to sneak. So Nick's going to have a hard time, but it might, you know, provide some cover for the rest of us. Whew, I, uh, uh. Actually, who am I kidding? Nick is adaptable as hell. He'll be fine. She, like, she does the collar tug? What? Yeah. No, what? Well, yeah, yeah, no, just, like, I, we're going to get, like, your your stuff back, right? Yeah. K- yeah, okay, if that's the plan, then then I'm in. Okay. Uh, out in the hallway, Elliot, you start to hear the sounds of like a door and then and then a faucet. Sounds like whoever's in there is is beginning to. Uh, they're 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 no in no rush, though. but they're finishing yeah, up. No flash. <laughs> they're washing Animals. their hands. Give them a break. Animals. <laughs> <clears throat> guys, we gotta move. Whatever you guys are gonna are doing, you better do it fast. Uh, Lake looks over at Elliot and kind of is like, well, you're, 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 I just, I got to look at the screens. You can, you can do the door. I don't want to hog all the action. I can, can you, can you backpack the door to, uh, 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 let me, let me roll to see if I can pull some bolt cutters out of my backpack. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then barring this, I have a plan. All right. Just doing my regular chill rolls double. Uh, that's a four. So you reach into your voidware backpack and feel the weight of the bolt cutters in your hand. However, just as you're about to move in and cut the padlock, the bathroom door swings open and out steps a rescue agent. Angus and Lake grab you by either arm, and the three of you are just able to barely dart around a corner before you're spotted. Your back's pressed tightly to the wall, desperately trying not to make a sound so that you don't alert this guard who's only a few steps away from you. As the guard reclaims their post in the security office, you realize that while you do seem to be out of eyeline, there is no way out of your current position where you won't be spotted. You are completely pinned down. Meanwhile, on the bottom left security monitor, unnoticed by the guard, we can just make out the image of Chester, swinging his arms confidently, walking straight toward the evidence locker and the rescue agent waiting inside with no plan, no weapons, and nothing to protect him other than his electric mustache. (laughs) 